Shine your light, we are equal. I remember the days when our prayers were illegal. I remember the days when being Indian was lethal. Yeah, we had a rough past, but get ready for the sequel. Get ready for the glorious comeback of our people. Oh, yeah. Rise up. All you warriors of love, all you answers to the prayers of our ancestors from above. I can feel it in my heart. Can you feel it in your blood? I can hear the sound of fire calling us to wake up, wake up. All nations rise, rise up, cause now's your time. We don't have to hide anymore, cause now's the time. With forgiveness as my bow and my prayers as my arrows, pull them back and let go. I watch them fly like sparrows. Have hope, yeah, have hope. With compassion as my shield and faith, down to my marrow, I will walk the pollen path even when it. Children on the rest, we seen domestic violence tear apart what we have left. We seen the alcohol take it all and leave us dead. We seen the children take their lives when they can't take the dread anymore. Can't take the dread anymore. No, we can't take the dread anymore. No, we can't take the dread anymore. It's a war, but we've seen it all before, and now we know we can change it, cause that's why we were born. We know we are the ones that we have been waiting for. We are the ones Grandma has been praying for. So rise up, all you warriors of love, all you answers to the prayers of our ancestors from above. I can feel it in my heart, can you feel it in your blood? I can hear the sound of fire calling us to wake up, wake up. Good morning, everyone. I figured we'd start off the day, All Saints Day. Um, this day is a particularly special one for me, not with any kind of ritual, any things, but because this is the day Father blessed me with my youngest daughter. Um, she was born at 12.01 a.m. on November 1st. Hallelujah. I was glad that she was not born on Halloween. And so today she turned 18 and we got to celebrate her, and we had a good chat this morning about um, Kingdom Day, which we have declared now, um, October 31st is Kingdom Day, and we discussed about how, you know, it's just a wonderful 
thing to, you know, be able to worship our Lord and, and how powerful our our music and the things that we watch, how it influences our minds and, and it influences our thoughts, how we react to others, how we treat others. And not only that, but, you know, um, as a child growing up in the 80s and the 90s, we saw a lot of things start changing. And I know people that, you know, were are older than that, grew up in the, a, another time before that. And we, we can recall our, our grandparents always telling us the stories. And, and it was always something that, you know, it continued to change, but we weren't able to quite see it because they slowly make those changes and those integrations uh, um, that started the desensitization and just changing how how we think. And so I told her about um, Scott's declaration of Kingdom Day for um, October 31st and and how special it was that God didn't even want her born on on October 31st, that he wanted her born November 1st. So it was kind of ironic that uh, she was born 12.01 a.m., even though the whole day I was in labor. And it was that year, because um, she was born in 2004, that year Halloween fell on a Sunday. And at that time, I was still celebrating Halloween, a.k.a. Kingdom Day. And... I didn't, you know, because that's what I was brought up with my parents. And so, um, you know, I just kind of raised my kids that. But we didn't go out trick-or-treating on Halloween. I took her on Saturday because we would not do any kind of trick-or-treating things on on Sunday. That's the Lord's Day. And although I think every day should be the Lord's Day. And so that's what I proclaim now. But she was a little upset because, you know, as as her, you know, being 17 and it was technically, you know, the last year that you can officially kind of celebrate Halloween or whatever. And I told her, I said, girl, why am I going to let you go out there on Halloween on this day where they sacrifice so many? And and we've talked about the child sacrifices and our, our home has always been an open home um, from the time that she was, I think she was probably six years old. Me being a nurse, I always discussed, like, body anatomy in the correct anatomy terms. And so she grew up knowing what a penis was, what a vagina was. She knew, you know, about sex, that you're supposed to wait, and why you eat, and all the values. So she had that, but she didn't quite understand about the the trick-or-treating. And so I just kind of made a funny joke. I said, girl... Why am I going to send you out to go get a bag of candy when I'm going to buy a bag of candy to pass it out to other kids? I said, that makes no sense. I said, you want some candy? I'll go get you some candy. I'll make you some candy. You're not going trick-or-treating. You're not going to participate in this. And then she understood, and she kind of laughed, and she's like, Mom, you know, that's smart because then I get the candy I want. And I was like, exactly. You don't have to, you know, worry about me taking your candy because I bought the candy and I'm going to buy what I want and I'll buy what you want. And so I, uh, I just went ahead and, and bought her some candy. I think I bought it weeks ago and it's still, most of it's still in the pantry. Although I think that it, it was the, uh, the mix that has the whoppers and <laughs> yeah, I had to bump my head. It was the Whoppers, the Reese's, the Kit Kats, and the Almond Joys, which the Almond Joys, of course, they only put like two or three of them in the bag, or that's what my husband says, because they have the bag that was only one. That's my favorite. And he, uh, he was like, yeah, there wasn't but one, or, there wasn't but like two or three of them in there. And I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah. And all the Reese's are gone. And so now we are just left with the Whoppers, which I think I'm the only one that will eat those if I get down to it to where I really want some chocolate. I'll eat them, but I'm not the biggest fan. <laughs> so I may do a, a, a donation. So if anybody wants any uh, any Whoppers, I got Whoppers for you. If you like Whoppers, I will melt them to you because none of us in our family are, are big fans. But with that said, you know, I just thought we'd start off with something something happy and cheerful and before we dive into this, um, today we're going to be going over Romans 2. I'm not sure how far we'll get, but we'll go as far as we can. I'm so glad to see everybody here. It's wonderful to have everyone in the room. And, and you know, we are truly the church. And a lot of us 
some, many of us have home churches. Some of us don't have home churches because of different things that have gone on. And so I, I just love being able to see everyone here and to be able to worship with y'all. Um, yes, Jeff, Romans is so good. And this is my first kind of deep dive into Romans. I've read parts of it here and there, but I've not ever read the whole entire book in its entirety. So I, I was excited for this. And I was, uh, I was going through some of the reading. I try to read a little bit ahead because some of the words are very hard to pronounce. And those of y'all that have stuck with me through all the other books that I've read so far, it's it's interesting trying to pronounce some of these. So I was like, okay, I'm going to see it and get a sneak peek and see if there's any kind of big words that I need to figure out how to pronounce. And when I was going through it, I saw some things that that really stuck out to me. And I was like, these are really making me think. So I'm curious to get everyone else's input and thoughts on this. But we're going to go ahead and dive into his word. Romans 2, because we did, uh, I think we should be on Romans 2 today. I think we didn't get all the, we didn't get through that. Let me just double check to make sure. I think we are starting Romans 2. Yes, we're going to start there anyway. If I covered Romans 2 Thursday, I apologize. We will be doing, um, because it's new, me having it on Podbean, we will be doing um, Sister on Scripture on Tuesdays and Thursday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern here on Podbean. And then we have the Christ Followers Room on Telegram. It's open. I think it's Christ Followers 7 on Telegram. It's open to join. It's public. And there's the recordings there of the previous books we covered. We've went over Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, um, the book of John, and First and Second Timothy there. Those are under music if you go into there and want to be able to kind of refresh on some of that. But with Romans 2, we'll go ahead and dive in. Therefore, you are without excuse, every man of you who passes judgment, For in that you judge another, you condemn yourself. For you who judge practice the same things. And we know that the judgment of God rightly falls upon those who practice such things. And do you suppose this, O man, when you pass pass judgment upon those who practice such things, and do the same yourself, that you will escape the judgment of God? Or do you think lightly of the riches of his kindness and forbearance and patience, not knowing that the kindness of God leads you to repentance? But because of your stubbornness and unrepentant heart, you are storing up wrath for yourself in the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will render to every man according to his deeds. To those who by perseverance and doing good seek for glory and honor and immortality, eternal life. But to those who are selfishly ambitious and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, wrath and indignation, There will be tribulation and distress for every soul of man who does evil of the Jew first and also of the Greek. But glory and honor and peace to every man who does good to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For there is no partiality with God. For all who have sinned without the law will also perish without the law. And all who have sinned under the law will be judged by the law. For not the hearers of the law are just before God, but the doers of the law will be justified. For when the Gentiles who do not have the law do instinctively the things of the law, these not having the law are a law of themselves, and that they show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience bearing witness, and their thoughts alternately accusing or else defending them. On the day when, according to my gospel, God will judge the secrets of men through Christ Jesus. Gonna pause there for a second and um we we've got our pocket Bible Jeff in here. I love that uh Duncan had nicknamed him that. I think it's it's perfect. And so I want to pause on that because I was a little confused on what that was saying. And so I'm going to just since y'all can't say it on that uh, unless you want to call in, and you're more than welcome to call in. I love my call-ins on this show. Um But, so is that saying that, because the law here, is this law that they're talking about, the law of Moses? 
or is it the law of Jesus? Both. Okay, thank you. And so now what I was gathering of this, and I don't know if I'm right here, so this is another question for you. I, I understand the no partiality with God. And so it's saying those who have sinned without the law will also perish without the law. And those who have sinned under the law will be judged by the law. Is that saying that if you sinned and did not know the law, then you're going to be judged based off of what you knew and what you didn't know. And like those of us who have the law and know the law and we still choose not to follow it, or is that how he's going to judge us based off of that knowledge? Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus is the law. And that's where I had a hard time for a while trying to figure out, you know, which law we follow. And so ultimately, I was like, Jesus was the one that gave us the perfect example. He was the only perfect person to ever walk the earth, um, the only sinless person. And, and the sacrifice that allowed us to be redeemed. Right. He didn't come to destroy the law, but through him it was fulfilled. Okay, so so by knowing Jesus, then we know what we're supposed to follow and do. And if we don't, then we're judged based off of, of that. And like if we don't repent and we know that we're supposed to repent, then we're going to be judged based off of that. Is that correct? To a degree, yes. Okay, thank you, Jeff. Um, I was just wondering about that because I always, I get into, not that I am any more righteous than anyone else, but I just want to follow his word correctly. And I want to also, um, going through this with the Bible studies, I don't ever want to lead anyone astray. So I try to clarify, you know, those times and, and try to get the best understanding that I can. And that one was something that really did confuse me. And I think um, I think after we finish this book, I may even try to see about deeping, diving deeper down into it. Maybe I, I, I let God lead this. So I don't know um, on that. But I thought that was really interesting. And I appreciate your input on that. I'm so glad you were here this morning, Jeff. God knew that I needed you here today. All right, so Romans 2.17. But if you bear the name Jew and rely upon the law and boast in God and know his will and approve the things that are essential, being instructed out of the law. Hello, good morning, Murdoch. I'm glad you're here. And are confident that you yourself are a guide to the blind, a light to those who are in darkness, a corrector of the foolish, a teacher of the immature, having in the law the embodiment of knowledge and of the truth. You, therefore, who teach another, do you not teach yourself? You who preach that one, one should not steal, do you steal? You who say that one should not commit adultery, do you commit adultery? Do you abhor idols? Do you rob temples? You who abhor idols, do you rob temples? Sorry about that. You who boast in the law, through your breaking of breaking the law, do you dishonor God? For the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you, just as it is written. For indeed, circumcision is of value if you practice the law, but if you are a transgressor of the law, your circumcision has become uncircumcision. If therefore the uncircumcised man keeps the requirements of the law, will not his uncircumcision be regarded as circumcision? Good morning, Zsa, Zsa. I'm glad you're here. We're at Romans 2.27. If y'all are just joining, we're on the NASB 1977 Bible. And will not he who is physically uncircumcised, if he keeps the law, will he not judge you who 
though having the the letter of the law and circumcision are a transgressor of the law. For he is not a Jew who is one outwardly, neither is circumcision that is which outward, which is outward in the flesh. But he is a Jew who is one inwardly, and circumcision is that which is of the heart by the spirit, not by the letter, and his praise is not for men, but from God. So in this, um, it's more of what is. Yeah, we are seeing here all have broken the law. And that's okay. That's what that's saying. Everybody is has broken the law. But because of of Jesus, we are redeemed. Yes, awesome. Isn't that amazing, too? Let's just thank Jesus right now. Let's just take a moment. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Because that is a glorious thing. And it also lets me see, um, like with this, what I was getting out of 29 to 29 was that because Jesus knows our heart. And Jesus even said, just like with the, the law of Moses and the clean versus unclean foods and what you eat. Jesus said, it's not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person. It's what comes out of the heart. So Jesus knows our heart and knows if it's pure or if it's not. So as long as we are of pure heart, I believe that then Jesus is going to reflect regardless if we sin and we're still a pure heart and we didn't kind of realize. And this is maybe what I'm kind of getting at with this, this chapter of my understanding is that we all fall short uh, of that glory because we are all sinners. but. If we see it and our heart is pure and we we realize where we have gone wrong or where we have sinned or and even if we we didn't intentionally do it, but because our heart is is pure and when we feel when we do that repentance or feel sorry and and tell Jesus that we're sorry for whatever it is that we have done, then we are forgiven because he knows that that's coming from our heart and coming from within, but if we are not um if if we're fake in our intentions, Jesus is going to know. Um, we're only fooling ourselves. It's not fooling anyone but ourselves. But Jesus knows our heart. So if our heart is pure, then he, he will forgive us for that is, is what I'm gathering here of this. Good morning, Donna Bo. Libby, glad to have you here. Yes, that's where we're going, Jeff, chapter three. All the world guilty. Then what advantage has the Jew? Or what is the benefit of circumcision? Great in every respect, first of all, that they were entrusted with the oracles of God. What then, if some did not believe, their unbelief will not nullify the faithfulness of God, will it? May it never be. Rather, let God be found true through every man, be found a liar, as it is written that thou mightest be justified in thy words and mightest prevail when thou art judged. But if our unrighteousness demonstrates the righteousness of God, what shall we say? The God who inflicts wrath is not unrighteous, is he? And it says in um, parentheses here, I am speaking in human terms. It may never be, for otherwise, how will God judge the world? But if through through my lie, the truth, But if through my lie, the truth, okay, that was the way that wording was. It was tricky there. I'm going to repeat that again. Uh, Romans 3, 7. But if through my lie, the truth of God abounded to his glory, why am I also still being judged as a sinner? And why not say, as we are slanderously reported, and as some affirm that we say, let us do evil that good may come. Their condemnation is just. What then? Are we better than they? Not at all. We've already charged that both Jews and Greeks are all under sin, as it is written. Paul let the Jewish people have it about laws and not accepting Jesus. 
um, 310, as it is written, there is none righteous, not even one. There is none who understands. There is none who seeks for God. All have turned aside. Together they have become useless. There is none who does good. There is not even one. Their throat is an open grave. With their tongues they keep deceiving. The poison of ass is under their lips. Whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their paths. And the path of peace that have they not known there is no fear of god before their eyes now we know that what that whatever the law says it speaks to those who are under the law that every mouth may be make be closed and all the world may become accountable to god because by the works of the law no flesh will be justified in his sight for through the law comes the knowledge of sin It does sound like he was scolding them. He was like, I don't know, letting them know. And the only one that was, good morning, Louis. I'm glad to have you here. Yes, no works. It's not by any works that we could do, but by the grace of Jesus, the blood on the cross that that we are able to go go through. And just like it reminded me of, um, I think it was Exodus. When they were leaving um, Egypt, that that um, Moses was talking. I think it was Moses was talking to God about um, people. Like if they were ten, well, it was you know like a hundred, five hundred, fifty, and he kept going on and on and on. If he would, uh, you know, allow was it Sodom at that time or Gomorrah? Maybe I don't recall right this second without flipping back, but. He was saying, you know, if he could find, you know, even 10 people who were, um, were just that he would let, he'd let them live, but there was none. The only ones that were there were Lot's family. And so, you know, it's kind of reiterated, I think, again, here, if, um, you know, from what I was reading and what I understand now, I may be incorrect. And if I am, then I will definitely, um, I'll definitely say that I'm not right on that, but that's what I gather on that. I got a thumbs up from Jeff, so I guess I'm going on the right track because that's who I usually, I go to several, but that's one of my go-tos. Thank you, Jeff. Romans 3.21, justification by faith. But now apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. So, and law here is capitalized L, and that's what Jeff was saying, that that was uh, Jesus, that the law was Jesus, because that law is capitalized. Just like when they do, when the word, word is capitalized, that word is meaning Jesus for the Holy Spirit. That, usually, I think it is Jesus, though. Even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all those who believe, for there is no distinction for all who sinned and all fall short of the glory of God, being justified as a gift by his grace through the redemption, which is in Jesus, uh, which is in Christ Jesus, whom God displayed publicly as a propitiation. I know I'm going to say that wrong. I tried to even go back and look it up and remember it. And then as I was thinking about it, I said it wrong. It's P-R-O-P-I-T-I-A-T-I-O-N. And his blood through faith. Jesus first works second. Thank you, Jeff. This was to demonstrate his righteousness because in the forbearance of God, he passed over the sins previously committed for the demonstration, I say, of his righteousness at the present time, that he may be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Where then is boasting? It is excluded by what kind of law of words? No, but by a law of faith. For we maintain that a man is justified by faith apart from works of the law. Or is God the God of Jews only? Is he not the God of Gentiles also? Yes, of Gentiles also, since indeed God, who will justify the circumcised by faith, the uncircumcised through faith is one. Do we then nullify the law through faith? May it never be. On the contrary, we established the law. And then that's Jesus as well, um, because it's the law. 
And that's the law of Jesus. Romans 4, justification by, um, justification by faith, evidence, and Old Testament. What then shall we say that Abraham, our forefather, according to the flesh, has found? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? And Abraham believed God, and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. Now to the one who works, his wage is not reckoned as a favor, but what is due, as what is due. But to the one who does not work, but believes in him who is justified, who justifies the ungodly, his faith is reckoned as righteousness. Just as David also speaks of the blessings upon man to whom God reckons righteousness apart from works. Blessed are those who, whose lawless deeds have been forgiven and whose sins have been covered. Blessed is the man whose sin the Lord will not take into account. And see there, that's a good thing. The Lord not taking our sins into account means that we are forgiven of those, I believe. Is that correct? I think Jeff maybe got pulled away or something for a second. But I think that's that's what that is. Romans 4, 9. Is this blessing then upon the circumcised or upon the uncircumcised also? For we say faith was reckoned to Abraham as righteousness. How then was it reckoned while he was circumcised or uncircumcised? Not while circumcised, but while uncircumcised. And he received the sign of circumcision, a seal of the righteousness of the faith, which he had while uncircumcised, that he might be the father of all who believe without being circumcised, that righteousness might be reckoned to them. And the father of circumcision to those who not only are of the circumcision, but who also follow in the steps of the faith of our father Abraham, which he had while uncircumcised. For the promise to Abraham or to his descendants that he would be heir of the world was not through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For if those who are of, are of the law are heirs, faith is made void and the promise is nullified. For the law brings about wrath, but where there is no law, neither is there violation. For this reason, it is by faith that it might be in accordance with grace in order that the promise may be certain to all those, to all the descendants, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, a father of many nations have I made you in the sight of him who he believed, even God who gives life to the dead and calls it calls into being that which does not exist. In hope against hope, he believed in order that he might become a father of many nations according to that which had been spoken, so shall your descendants be. And without becoming weak and faint, he contemplated his own body, now as good as dead, since he was about a hundred years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. Yet with respect to the promise of God, he did not waver in unbelief, but grew strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully assured that what he had promised, he was able to also perform, able also to perform. Therefore, it was reckoned to him as righteousness. Now, not for his sake only was it written that it was reckoned to him, but for our sake also, to whom it will be reckoned as those who believe in in him who raised Jesus, our Lord, from the dead, he who was delivered up because of our transgressions and was raised because of our justification. Romans 5, results of justification. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we also have obtained our introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand and we exult in hope of the glory of God. And not only this, but we also exult in our tribulations, knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance, and perseverance, proven character, and proven character, hope. And hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts 
through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. For while we are still helpless at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will hardly die for a righteous man, though perhaps for the good man someone would dare even to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's amazing. 5-9. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath of God through him. For if we, for while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only this, but we also exult in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. Therefore, just as through one man, one man's sin entered into the world, and death through the sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam until Moses, even over those who had not sinned in the likeness of the offense of Adam, who is a type of him. Um, it's capital H, uh, capital H there, who was to come. But the free gift is not like the transgression. For if by the transgression of the one, the many died. Much more did the grace of God and the gift and the gift by the grace of the one man, capital M, Jesus Christ, abound to the many. And the gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned. For on the one hand, the judgment arose from transgression, resulting in condemnation. But on the other hand, the free gift arose from many transgressions, resulting in justification. For if by the transgression of, of the one, death reigned through the one, much more those who receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. So then, as through one transgression, there resulted condemnation to all men, even so through one act of righteousness, there resulted justification of life to all men. For as through the one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners, even though, even so, through the obedience of the one, one capitalized, the many will be made righteous. And the law came in that the transgression might increase, but where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. That as sin reigned in death, even so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Christ Jesus. Excuse me, I said that wrong. I'm going to repeat that. That's 521. That as sin reigned in death, even so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 6. Believers are dead to sin, alive to God. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace might increase? May it never be. How, how shall... We who died to sin still live in it. Or do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus have been baptized into his death? Therefore, we have been buried with him through the baptism into death in order that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in the newness of life. For if we, for if we have become united with him in the likeness of his death, Certainly, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old self was crucified with him, that our body of sin might be done away with, that we should be no longer slaves slaves to sin. For he who has died is freed from sin. Now, if we have died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, is never to die again. Death no longer is a master over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Even so, consider yourselves to be dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body that you should obey its lust. And do not go on presenting the members of your body to sin as instruments of unrighteousness. 
but present yourselves to God as those alive from the dead as your members as and your members as instruments of righteousness to God for sin shall not be master over you for you are not under the law but under grace what then shall we sin because we are not under the law but under grace <laughs> may it never be do you not know that when you present yourselves to someone as slaves for obedience you were slaves of the one whom you obey either of sin resulting in death or of obedience resulting in righteousness. But thanks be to God that though you were slaves of sin, you became obedient from the heart, that form of teaching to which you were committed. And having been freed from sin, you became slaves of righteousness. There it is. There was the one I was looking for because of the, the grace and the, not under the law, we're under the law of grace, which is Christ Jesus. And we became obedient from the heart. So we're trying to do what God wants us to do from the heart. I love that. Sorry, guys. I just got excited there. It makes me happy when it's like, click, light bulb moment. And that was a light bulb moment. Romans 7, uh, 6, 19. I am speaking in human terms because of the weakness of your flesh. For just as you presented your members as slaves to impurity and to a lawlessness, resulting in further lawlessness, so now present your members as slaves to righteousness, resulting in sanctification. For when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. Therefore, what benefit were you then deriving from the things of which you are now ashamed? For the outcome of those things is death. But now, having been freed from sin and enslaved to God, you derive your benefit, resulting in sanctification and the outcome, eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Hallelujah. Mom, I'm so excited. What a glorious day, y'all. Yes, we are servants of our Lord Jesus Christ. We are servants of our Lord Jesus Christ. Y'all get to hear my tunes? <clears throat> Let's see how long seven is. I don't know if we're going to get to seven today. Let me try to quit while I'm ahead here. Yeah, we'll get through seven. <laughs> I'm glad y'all love it. <laughs> I don't know how everybody else feels, but you know what? Jesus made me this way. This is the way God wanted me, so. I'm not changing it. That's happy, happy love for, for Christ. And there's nothing wrong with celebrating that, right? Yeah, it's a glorious thing being made free of, free from sin. It's beautiful. Romans 7, and then we'll stop with 7. This will be our last chapter for today. We'll pick up on Thursday with 8. Or do you not know, brethren, for I'm speaking to those who know the law, that the law has jurisdiction over a person as long as he lives. For the married woman is bound by the law to her husband while he is living. But if her husband dies, she is released from the law concerning the husband. So then if, while her husband is living, she is joined to another man, she shall be called an adulteress. But if her husband dies, she is free from the law so that she is not an adulteress, though she is joined to another man. Good morning, Paul G. We are on Romans 7. We have covered two, three, four, five, six, and we're going to be stopping with this chapter. Um, but you can catch us again. It will be pod, it'll be posted in just a little bit. And the next Sister on Scripture show will be on Thursday, which I believe is election day, right? It's also the, the lunar eclipse, I think. I don't know. Lots of weird stuff this week. Continuing on, uh, Romans 7, 4. Therefore, my brethren, you also were made to die to the law through the body of Christ, that you may be joined to another, to him who was raised from the dead, that we might bear fruit for God. For while we were in the flesh, the sinful passions which were aroused by the law were at work in the members of our body to bear fruit for death. But now we have been released from the law, having died to that by which we were bound, 
so that we serve in newness of the spirit and not in oldness of the letter. What shall, what shall we say then? Is the law sin? May it never be. On the contrary, I would not have come to know sin except through the law. For I would not have known about coveting if the law had not been said, you shall not covet. But sin, taking opportunity through the commandment, produced in me coveting of every kind. For apart from the law, sin is dead. And I was once alive apart from the law. But when the commandment came, sin became alive and I died. And this commandment, which was to result in life, proved to result in death for me. For sin, taking opportunity through the commandment, deceived me. And through it killed me. So then the law is holy and the commandment is holy and righteous and good. Therefore, did that which is good become a cause of death for me? May it never be. Rather, it was sin in order that it might be shown to be sin by affecting my death through that which is good. That through the commandment, sin might become utterly sinful. For we know that the law is spiritual. But I am of the flesh, sold into bondage to sin. For that which I am doing, I do not understand, for I am not practicing what I would like to do, but I am doing the very thing I hate. But if I do the very thing I do not wish to do, I agree with the law, confessing that it is good. So now, no longer am I the one doing it, but sin which indwells me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me, that is, in my flesh, for the wishing is present in me, but the doing of good is not. For the good that I wish, I do not do, but I practice the very evil that I do not wish. But if I am doing the very thing I do not wish, I am no longer the one doing it, but sin which dwells in me. I find the principle that evil is present in me, the one who wishes to do, to do good. For I joyfully concur with the law of God in the inner man, but I see a different law in the members of my body, waging war against the law of my mind, making me a prisoner of the law of sin, which is in my members. Wretched man that I am, who will set me free from the body of this death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then on the one hand, I myself with my mind am serving the law of God, but on the other with my flesh, the law of sin. Oh, that's very good, Jeff. He said, Jeff says, so you aren't aware of sin unless you know the law. That's what's wrong with the world. They don't know. And that's true. So, so that's why we still, you know, I mean, we, we see that we see like the Ten Commandments and though we know that, that Christ Jesus freed us from, from the, that law, we still know that Without following those things, we do sin. And that is, um, that's what everybody needs to know. I, I like that. That's wonderful. So we're going to stop there. When we start back on Thursday at 11 a.m., um, we're going to start on the deliverance from bondage. I think that's probably going to be a good day to start that one, to be honest. Um, None of us know what's going to really happen with the election, though, in the U.S., so we kind of have a good feeling of what it's going to happen again. And I think Scott really said it well last night. I haven't got to listen to the Fishers of Men episode yet, but I did listen to Bards FM last night, um, all this morning on Podbean. And he was talking about how we, we put so much faith in these elections in that, oh, it's on the 8th. Oh, whoops. <laughs> well, see, y'all can tell I'm not paying attention to it. I thought it was the third. Well, I know that there's a, a lunar eclipse coming up on the same day, but a lot of people put so much into the, the elections, and and though they're important, I'm not saying they're not, um, it's really it's really amazing how how people think, well, that's going to make the difference. It's not what's going to make the difference. Our spiritual beings, our spiritual salvation is what we need to be focused on. And honestly, I mean, I humbly come before God every day and say, please, Father, guide me, use me, and don't allow me to be a deceiver. 
don't allow any evil to come in. And, and that's where I keep my focus is because we aren't of this. I mean, we're not, you know, we're in this world, but we're not of this world. We are just here for the time that God has us here, however long that may be to, to, for a purpose. And it's for his purpose. And that's why every morning I wake up and I think the Lord Almighty for the breath that's in my lungs that day, because that lets me know he has a purpose for me that day. And so I ask him to help use me to glorify his name, because I don't know what that purpose is. I don't believe any of us know what that purpose actually is, but we, we go by faith and that, that Christ is going to lead us if we ask him. And so many people, just like not knowing what the, the Ten Commandments and the law, so many people go through their day-to-day lives. And we we turn to, like Jennifer Renee said on her Echoes podcast, we turn to ten people or another person or everyone else but the right person. And that right person is Christ Jesus above. That's the man that's going to guide us. That's the man that's going to be the one who is going to say, okay, you're going to be here with me. Or no, you fell short. You're going to hell. Um, it, it, it's not, you know, our salvation to me, what goes on here while I'm in this earth? Is it, you know, I mean, I try to glorify him every day. Yes. But my ultimate goal isn't, isn't anything here. It's nothing material here. It's nothing that has, I mean, this, this world, well, it, it impacts me on a day-to-day basis, and I love every one of you here. I love all of my brothers and sisters in Christ, and I truly do mean that. Um, even, you know, we, we disagree, and, and we're not going to always agree, because as the body of Christ, Christ made us beautifully unique the way he wanted us. It is the evil that is allowed to tempt us, because God doesn't tempt us. God will test us, Satan tempts. And... I believe that, you know, he uses these day-to-day interactions when we do disagree to perfect something in us that we need to look at. And if we are self-aware, and that's a big thing, you have to be self-aware and and be accountable and be able to acknowledge where you do fall short. Because we all fall short of the glory of God. And by, you know, it's only by that amazing grace that we're able to be saved. So I don't know why. You know, I, even myself, I, I get hung up sometimes and I get huffy puffy mad and get my panties in a wad. And, but you know, through, through prayer and through love and through understanding and respect, we are able to come through not only better, but stronger together. There's so many divisors. Um, and that's probably not even a word. I may have just made that word up divisors, but there's so much division amongst us and we have to stop that we have to stop that division and learn how to respect one another learn how to accept those differences because Christ made us perfect in his own plan his own way by his own example of what he wanted us to be he did that on purpose he didn't do that to make us you know fight with one another to make us be deceitful he did that so that way we can learn and grow together through him. And it's once we see that and we see that grace that we're able to be redeemed. Um, oh, Jennifer did a, a Romans 8 for homework. Uh-oh, look at him. Look at that. She didn't even know. That's amazing. That's that's Father right here. Tam, so Tam shared this quick morning fire. Jennifer gives Roman eight, Romans 8 for homework. She says, look at Father Work. It's Echoes on Podbean, Morning Fire. She does these on, I thought they were normally Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So she's surprising us today. She popped that one in. Father was moving, moving, moving. And I'm so glad that she's got her phone situation worked out. Oh, it was from yesterday. Okay, well, that there we go. And see, I didn't even know either. So this is, that's definitely Father. And if you look, you'll see his amazing amazing beauty everywhere um i haven't had a chance to look on those yet i went into serious prayer warfare yesterday um some personal things going on and also for 
for the children and for so many others that just needed prayer. So I was not, um, I wasn't on as much yesterday online on, um, even on Podbean or anything. So I, um, didn't happen to catch all, catch those, but that is wonderful. That's beautiful. Um, I'll have to catch those. I know I did miss having my kilted Christian this morning. Um, can't hunt there, guys. I didn't notice the notice either yesterday till I was talking about it last night. And Jeff's like, no, Kilted Christian tonight. And I said, oh, man, darn. So, guys, I, I thank you. We're going to go into prayer in just a second. Um, the next sister on scripture, and if anyone wants to join me in this, I, I welcome the call-ins. If it's related to Christ and scripture, I'm not taking any call-ins from anyone that wants to talk about World Cups or or golfing or soccer. I don't even know what that was that was going on with that cup, but I had a call last week that totally threw us off. Um, but the next one will be for this will be 11 a.m. It's again, Tuesday and Thursdays, 11 a.m. Eastern. Um, tomorrow evening at 7 p.m. will be knickknacks, same channel. I am not sure where we're going, where Father's leading yet, so I don't even think I have anything posted up for that. And it may just be a open mic call-in type thing. I don't know. I'm going to pray a Father leads and kind of go from there. Um, guys, part of this is um, Bards FM. Scott will be on at 4 p.m. Eastern time for Bended Knee. And then he is back on again at 9 p.m. Eastern for Bards FM. After that comes Kilted Christian at 10.30 p.m. Eastern time. If it is on tonight, I'm assuming it will be on tonight. I'm pretty sure it is. So if it's not, my apologies in advance. And then um, tonight at midnight Eastern is Fishers of Man. I always try to promote all of our wonderful family We've got a beautiful family of people just preaching the truth, preaching the word. And then Echoes, she does her live cast on Podbean on Thursday nights at 8 Eastern. I always see the 7 Central, and I confuse it and think it's 7 my time. And then I'm like, no, my show's going to get in hers. No, I don't want to do that. So I figured out it's 8 p.m. Eastern um, for Echoes. So, guys, if y'all will take a moment, we're going to bow our hands. We're going to pray. To our beautiful Father above, I'll close it out with some music. Once the song's over, I'll just go ahead and shut it down. I won't have an after chat. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this beautiful time that we were able to come together. And I, I humbly just ask in your presence to continue to bless all of this Bard Station family, the Kilted Christian family, the Echoes family, and just everyone worldwide, all of your 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 Christian followers who love you, Father, just continue to bless them and meet their needs. They know what you know what they need. And so we ask that you just you just grant that and let that be. So that way they are not feeling any kind of despair or helplessness or even allow themselves to be open to any temptation. May they always see all the positives in each day because there's a lot of negatives that's out there, Father. We know that and and we know that it's so easy to see that negative, but our, our focus has to be on the light that is Jesus Christ and, and the positive things of every day. Father, we lift up our sister Tam and her brother as as he is being. We've got some answered prayers on him getting better. I lift up our brother Jeff and Ryan and Anita, and I lift up our sister Emily and Angie and just all of these in here in chat. I know I've missed several. I'm so sorry. Jaja. Um, I see Rod is here now, Father. I lift him up. I lift up all of those of your children, Father, that you just remind them of your promise because we know that you love us. You're faithful to us and you're always going to guide us in the proper way. I lift up my brother Duncan and, and Sky and, and MSM Liars. MSM Liars needs some prayers today. He was hurting really bad last night with his his hand surgery. So Father, I ask that you, you, you show him that even though he can't do some things right now, that there's so much other that he can do and he does do. Father, he is a, a, a beautiful person and we just, we lift him up to you today and every day. All of our Bards members, um, mods and members, 
I just pray that you are with them today and every day, Father. Continue to guide them. Continue to use them as the remnant, Father, because we know that you sent us and kept us as a remnant for a purpose. And that purpose is to continue to help others find and follow you, Lord. So I just pray that you continue to use us all to do your work and your will to glorify your mighty name. We thank you for the blood on the cross, for the blood of Jesus Christ that absolved us of our sin, that teaches us how it is to have love in our hearts and be of pure spirit and of pure mind and, and to be able to love our brothers and sisters, even though sometimes we may not agree, but we're still able to love them through that and get through that through the respect and through the beauty that is your powerful, amazing grace. Father, it's it's in your mighty son's name, Jesus Christ's name, I pray. Amen. All right, I've got some music going. It'll be just a second. You, Tim. Thank you all. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Ron, it's going to be. I hope everyone has a wonderful, blessed day. And I'll see you. I'm uh, hoping to be on bended knee to mud. Um, that. So I will see y'all there. There he is. Hi, Ron. Everybody, have a wonderful, blessed day. And just go out there and and shine that beautiful light that's inside of us all. Shine it for for Jesus. Shine it for you. And shine it to, to give others hope. And this song might play. I don't know if it's trying to pick up on my headphones. Sorry, guys. I'm doing this a different way. And it apparently was trying to pick up to something else. I'm trying to manage two phones here and get the music to go through one for y'all on Podbean and it's having issues. Yeah, you hear the rooster? Oh, goodness, yes. It's always roosters crowing, roosters crowing. I think it even came through the uh, the video that I did the recipe on for last night's knickknacks with the orange slices at one part. This is not playing. It's Amazing Grace, but Amazing Grace is not wanting to play. I guess we're going to play something different. Maybe this song will play. I did it earlier and it worked. Yeah, oops. I, I, I wasn't even about to try to edit it. What is up with you? Oh, I just didn't have the volume up. That was my problem. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm learning this thing. I'm better at a mod than I am the operator on the other side. That that takes a lot of work. So y'all just remember to have grace whenever something's going wrong because... Is sound going okay? Awesome. Thank you, Tim.